What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. What do I want to say about Arlington today? I'll just call it the heart of everything, the heart of the universe. And of course, the heart of the universe is Clarendon. Back again, we are for episode 193 of Pace the Nation. The countdown to 200 continues. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, a full crew across from me, it's Test Strike. Tess. What's up, Chris? What's going on? I don't know. I feel like we got to lead up to something big for 200 if we're going to tease it this much. No question. I talk about it every week. Yeah. We haven't noodled what that is, but. It's you don't have to big. let people know that. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. We'll, we'll we'll just leave it at that. Also to my left, of course, it's our other co-host, Wayme Docs. Docs, what's up? It's going to be a disappointment, folks. <laughs> probably. Pro- I probably. probably won't be on the show. The sound quality is <laughs> yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah, right. Yep. And but like, what if we have an amazing guest or, yeah. I don't know, something happens live on air that we can't replicate? Right. All right. Well... If you have any ideas, tweet Let's us just, at Pace the Nation. We always want to uh, outsource our, our actual work. But, oh, uh, our our listeners definitely will come up with better yeah. ideas than anybody in this think tank. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, well, uh, it's a, a big show to get to. Uh, I'm going to re- do the agenda rundown, but before I do, um, mm-hmm. Tess, uh, you're coming straight from work. I am. Um, you know, it's, it seems like you're busy at work. You left your notebook at work. Your phone's dying. I mean, it sounds like you're mess. like, no, well, it sounds like you're in the weeds at work now. <laughs> you are past the honeymoon stage oh, yeah. at work and they are asking you to do real stuff. And um, I don't know, is does that mean that the, the, the podcast time, our podcast time is limited or I mean, or suffers? Yeah, or what suffer. a loaded question. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know you got some listeners over there at your. Uh, at it your uh, it my social media presence has been suffering, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, glad you made me do that on air. Yeah, there, but there you go. <laughs> A little accountability. Well, there, there you go. Well, I mean, when else can he talk to you, Tess? I know you're I, never available. You're always Don't working. have my phone number. You're always working. Always working. Well, the job's good. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I have mean, to do real work now, which that's is scary. Good. 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 All right. Uh, I was a little worried about Docs as we uh, mm. as we were, were setting up for the show. I saw him racing across the street, uh, j- maybe jaywalking, um, but you didn't oh, get no. hit. No, I definitely jaywalked. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't but it's the hit. closest way to get to the studio from from where I was. Yeah, you didn't get hit, but there was a couple other folks. On. Dude, I, mean, this, this... I I I have calibrated very well how to get across the street. Mm-hmm. In front of a car, it's probably not the best idea. And every year I get older, probably dumb. But the two people followed me, and they just strolled across the street. Six they, o'clock they in the middle of Clarendon. Hundred percent confidence night. that this car was going to stop. Yeah. Do you recalibrate as you age? You have to. Uh, you have to. You Absolutely. Have to. Yeah. You'll learn. Yes. But but I did see those two, and and they were very brazen, very yeah. sure. Yeah. That uh, that they that the car. I mean the car should stop it wasn't in front of a crosswalk well the car wasn't obligated to stop but not obligated to stop and mm-hmm. i wouldn't risk it i wouldn't risk it i mean you know they probably 37 percent of drivers these days are on twitter or facebook <laughs> on their phone while they're driving and and i hope that nobody fact checks that but yes 37 percent sounds mm-hmm. high to me but yeah, no, but that's right. that's no, that only seems those low. That feels really? low to me. Those really? are the those are those for specifically those two social media sites. There's Facebook there's a, and Twitter. Yeah, there's a bigger uh, population doing Instagram. The younger kids are doing Snapchat. Uh, a lot of people are doing messaging. 
There's yeah. a lot of distractions. There's only like two or three people in the world that, that are not on their phone while they're driving. <laughs> well, You're not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully if you are checking uh, those social media feeds, it's at Pace Nation. Check our feeds. <laughs> no. uh, get off your damn phone. Yeah. All right. Well, big show to get to. Glad you made it alive, Docs. Good to have the whole crew here. Uh, despite the work and uh, the uh, playing Frogger here in Clarendon. Uh, big show to get to today, guys. Excited to be joined in studio by a executive chef of two restaurants, of Maidon and Compass Rose. It's Chris Morgan. Uh, he's going to join us in studio. Um, I hope he's listened to early shows and understands that, that we expect snacks. Yeah. If we're having an executive <laughs> chef in studio and we're not yeah. eating, I'm going to be a grumpy well, host. Well, he reached out me, to me for another reason, so it wasn't for the podcast. And I, and I mm. listened to his story, and I said, you'd mm. be great for the podcast. So don't, uh, I don't, don't hold him to that, that expectation of bringing in a feast tonight. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean he can't um, hook us up with a, with a trip over there or something like that. <laughs> Next I, yeah, happy yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're listening you're now, shameless. Chris. Yeah. You're shameless. <laughs> uh, one thing I do love about Chris, um, he is a runner. He mm-hmm. ran 106, the Parkway race. We're going to talk to him about that. That was his first race ever. But that isn't... What? Yeah, first race ever, 106. You missed that? We, park, on, we've already park, been over park, this. Parkway race. Unbelievable. Um, but... What I like most about Chris, maybe, is that his name is Chris Morgan. Easy to pronounce. I'm not going to botch it. You know, all these guests come in here. What if he comes in and he says, actually, it's the French pronunciation. Oh, gosh. uh, Well, I I hope we don't have an Edgewater situation here today. Uh, So excited to have Chris Morgan. (laughs) His name is Chris Sullivan. (laughs) In in studio. So uh, we'll talk to him about his first race ever at the Parkway, running 106. He was a top 100 finisher there. Uh, also on the t- today's program, Docs has a story he didn't share last week. So excited Uh-oh. about that. Um, Hope I remember. There was there was a, a Hoka event, uh, a fifty mile world record set at the Carbon X event this past weekend. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, pretty cool event that was online. Uh, really really cool. I watched uh, a lot of it. So excited to talk about that. There's some tweets that we haven't covered um, that. We haven't covered for the last few weeks, and also, I need some explanation on some of these tweets too. Okay, um, well, this puts so. me at a disadvantage because I've been off social media. So you haven't 100%. seen. Two- well, I was hoping that you would be able to. Uh, mm. A lot of Simpson references that I oh, just haven't. No. Good, 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 yeah, good, good, so, good, good, so good. Docs can Docs can guide us through that. Uh, but before we get to Chris, I, I wanted to um, bring up you know what's going on with me, of course, because we we uh, have to talk about that because I make this you guys quick listen. into the show. <laughs> I know. Um, I've had this shoulder issue. Oh, my God. Yeah. Patting yourself on the back too much? (laughs) Well, I don't think so. I think it might have been picking up my kit. I don't know what it was. Maybe Uh it was patting myself on the back. I I don't know. But I stole that joke. Um it, it's it's like rotator cuff. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, did I had my rotator cuff uh, fixed uh, many years ago. Was there something you did? Yeah, I remember I had that bike accident. Oh, uh, that's right. So I didn't have any accident. But do you I know don't... it was on the day of our first podcast? The oh. very first podcast you and I did yes. together, I tore my rotator cuff. Yes, I do remember. That was the fake football, fantasy fake football mm-hmm. podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're still out there somewhere on the interwebs. But um, my shoulder has been killing me for the past 10 days. Is Sorry, it a heart guys. attack? I, I don't know if it's patting myself on the back too much or a heart attack. I don't know. But I don't remember doing anything like falling off a bike. That was what was mm-hmm. really irritating. Did you injure yourself in your sleep? I do that a lot. So maybe that was it. Because I remember waking up and thinking, ah, I slept on it wrong. It'll go away. Well, it didn't go away. 
to the point where I can barely move my left arm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mention it last week because you know what? I started taking some antibiotics. I thought it would be okay. Blah, antibiotics. Blah, blah. Well, that, that's what the the doctor prescribed. So he subscribed them. Prescribed? Did I say subscribe? <laughs> prescribed. So anyway, today I went in. And I said, Doc, um, it is. In uh, in my doctor Ben Kitteridge. He's he's one of the oh, best. Oh, I thought you were bit. talking to me. No, I, not, not Doc's Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the best in the business. Ben Kittredge is the guy who did my shoulder uh, surgery. Yeah, he, he does soldier shoulder surgery. A big mm-hmm. time runner. Great guy. Um, but great, great surgeon, great doctor. Yes, he is. He, he, uh, he operated on the correct shoulder. Yes, which is <laughs> always... Would... Did you write not this arm on the other side? No, you don't write anything on the other arm. You just hope that you have a competent uh, surgeon, I'd hope. You're supposed to sign the oh, shoulder. Really? Yeah, you, you, oh, really? before they knock you out, you sign the... Uh, uh, the the part of your body that needs. What surgery? if you're right-handed and you got to sign? Like, how are you? I don't. I'm right-handed, and I had to do left-handed. I don't want to talk about soldier, shoulder surgery. Dude, it's great. I, I recommend I, it. I, I don't. I don't want this to go down that route. Mm-hmm. But, but to, I, I will say that while my shoulder was injured is probably when my fitness went downhill for oh, good. I know. I know. It's because it's, I couldn't do any upper body again, stuff. Terrible. For like a year and a half, and then I had the surgery, and it was another six months. So that was that was two years where I just atrophied. Yep. See, projecting terribleness on my mm-hmm. life. Stop. I but don't want to hear. This is the not lesson my... I learned from this is is take care of it as quick as possible. Okay. All right. So I hope that it doesn't need to be surgery. Um, I don't think it's going to be need to be surgery. But what I wanted to mention today, I'm moving around a little better because I got a cortisone shot. So I've never had a cortisone shot. Did they uh-huh. give you a diagnosis for your he, shoulder? He, said, he took x-rays. He's like... Yeah, we did you know, x-rays. He said old age is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was really nothing, maybe like a calcium composite or something. Julie keeps asking me what it is, and I'm like, I don't know. Did Ben Kittredge say that there was a calcium deposit? He may have mentioned that. That's he, what he found in my shoulder after the surgery. He only knows about that because he went into my shoulder. So that He, he found, didn't even know what it was until he saw my shoulder. So I, I to be... To be totally transparent here, mm-hmm. I'm not a great listener, so he probably <laughs> did. T- <laughs> he didn't tell me exactly. Probably, Julie. Did you like, ask for like a write up or ah, notes? Not really. I just said, "What you know? What can you do for me? What do I need to do?" <laughs> and and that's pretty much it. You know, now that you're 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 asking me these these good questions, I'm like, maybe I should have done some more of that. Do you need to go into doctor's offices with like a healthcare advocate? Yes, with you? I do. A uh, Somebody who will write First down First of all, stuff. he needs to go to a pediatrician. <laughs> For what? My... That's because you're a child. Uh, no. Uh, I, I do know what a pediatrician is. I thought that was where he was going with it. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I don't know exactly. So to answer your question, I don't know exactly. Uh-huh. Great but my, story. My point is I got a cortisone shot. So mm-hmm. I want everybody to know I got a cortisone shot, and I'm hoping that fixes it. It's not going to mm-hmm. fix. It's just pain relief. It's well, gonna- yeah, but he said it could go away after the cortisone shot. You know, does its thing because I think it just needs to heal with time. I think time heals all wounds mostly. That's, that's a possibility. Except if too, you that- tear something. Yes, but he didn't say it's a tear. He said the chances are set. He's. I do remember this. He said seven percent <laughs> chance. Um, so. I'll take my 93% chance that it's not hey, a tear. episode 193. It's fortuitous. Oh man, oh, man. All right. Well, I just wanted to update you guys. So when I update you next week and my shoulder is, is awesome and ready to go and I'm ready to throw left-handed, um, then... Uh, Which shoulders hurt? It's the left. Not Your my left, left shoulder? Yeah. yeah. So fortunately, I, I'm That shoulder's right worthless anyway. It, it pretty much is. Mine was my right shoulder. Lifting up kids is the, the toughest thing. Um, so cortisone shot. Hopefully that worked. Tweet us if you've got a cortisone shot. If that worked for you, tweet me at... 
uh, run it's pace. That's not how medicine works. At Pace the Nation. I'm interested in your story because I want to know what's going to happen to me in the future. You, you know, I will say before I saw Kittredge, I, I was down in Richmond when my shoulder was, was really hurting me. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to go to go see a doctor. And I went to one of these doctors who just tried to rush me out because he, he wants to see like a record number right, of patients right, right. within the hours. So he get, get paid. So right. he get paid, right. which, which I, I hate about the medical industry. Right. And like he, he was in the room for about 30 seconds. He's like, what do you want me to do for you? And I was like, that's not how this like, works. He's like, do you want me to give you steroid shot? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> and I was like, order off the menu. I was like, yeah. I tell you what. Well, that's, I, that's how we ended up with some wow. drug issues, I yeah. think. Order off the menu is is basically it's ridiculous. exactly what he was like, asking. I was I would like for you to be the doctor and tell me what I need. I didn't go to medical school, medical school. Wow. All right. Well, I, I wish Kittridge is good, man. Yeah, he Kittridge is, is, is a good. great doctor. Yeah, he is good. He uh, he actually did did some diagnosis. Yes. And it was more than thirty seconds. Yes, so. exactly. Uh, I don't remember what he said, but it was good. I do, <laughs> I do know. All right, guys. Excited to be joined by the executive chef. Uh, an owner of Maidan and Compass Rose. Uh, they're both DC restaurants. Uh, he's he's a a new uh, a new road racer. Uh, he's been running for 10, 10 years, but he just ran the the GW Parkway ten mile race. He was top hundred there, finished in one hundred six. It's Chris Morgan. He's joining us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined by the co-executive chef of Maiden DC and Compass Rose DC. Well, those are their Twitter handles, I believe. So I think it's Maiden and Compass Rose executive chef Chris Morgan. Chris, how are you? Doing very well. Happy to be here. Did, did I get that right? Is it? Is yeah. it? It's Maiden. It's Maiden and and Compass Rose. Yeah, it's Maidan or Maidan. I, I either, told you no, it's French. It's, told you it was it's French. either. No. It's either one. It's pronounced and spelled differently across multiple countries. So it's uh, okay. you can say it however you like. All right. So okay. it makes sense somewhere. All right. So Maidan and and Compass Rose, and they are on social media it's at maidan dc and at compass rose underscore dc are you the underscore. social uh, are you the social media guy there or is, uh, is no, that, no. i was gonna no. say you know those better than i do all right so so <laughs> i was like there's an underscore yeah well it's, <laughs> at least that's what it, that's what it says here yeah. on uh on on no, one of the that's correct one yeah. of the one of the places where i stop stalked you uh so really excited to have you um thank you so much for, for coming in studio yeah. um so we're going to get to your running. We're going to get to your. Uh, we're going to get to your. Uh, you being the executive chef at these two awesome restaurants that we're all going to check out, and all our listeners will check out. But before we do that, you're from Northern Virginia. Uh, we're all from Northern Virginia here, so that's pretty cool. Where Where'd you grow up? Uh, McLean. So you grew up in McLean. What high school did you go Langley. to? Langley. So you went to Langley High School. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. All right, so. Uh, I went Yorktown. Tess. HB. HB. Docs. The West Springfield. The West Springfield. So we're all kind of all right. So we're all friends here. That's good. All, yeah, all very yeah. very cool. Um, were you always like good at cook? Were you the guy who was like good at cooking? Did you? Uh, uh, I was the guy who wasn't afraid to try putting things together in the kitchen as at a young age. I'd force my sisters to eat a lot of stuff they did not want to try. Okay, like but, you know, fifty percent success. Well, yeah, and like what what stuff did they not want? I to don't eat? know. It'd be like it was more often than not like a bag of chips from the pantry some sort of cheese some 
vegetables or something I'd find in there that I'd cook and then like microwave. It wasn't very <laughs> impressive. But it was like at the starting at like a very young age, I always tried to get them to try different combinations of things. And so I, I'm, I'm curious how, how you get into this this business and being a, a co-executive chef and your owner or part owner of, mm-hmm. of these restaurants. Amazing. Uh, is it the regular college route? Do you go to culinary school? Like, how does that work? Uh, my path is a little different than most, I think. Uh, I went the traditional route of going to the university. I went to UNCW, okay. University of North Carolina, Wilmington, um, and kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. And to be flat out honest, I was like a criminal justice major, and I don't know why. It was just like I took some academy class at Marshall here in Northern <laughs> Virginia and was like, oh, yeah, that was interesting. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then uh, realized I didn't like that as a major, so I Googled major that makes the most money, which was economics at the time. See, you know and how just, young he is because he Googled he's it. Able to yeah, Google yeah, yeah. It. yeah, so ta- th- this side of the room could Google it. This yeah. side of the room couldn't Google that because I, I needed that myself. Yeah. Um, I would have Googled um, how to get into running or something like that, and I, maybe I'd end up here, but maybe not. But anyway, so you Googled um, that. Yeah, and that was like where my head was at at that point. I was like, well, I have to be successful and make money to provide for myself at some point, <laughs> right. so why wouldn't I Google that? And right. then – uh, I became an econ major. I actually really loved it. Okay. Um, uh, I was always quite proficient in math. It was one of my best subjects, so it was kind of a natural segue. And then I went to school there for four years, maybe a little longer than four years. Right. But, you know, good grades. Yeah. Just, you know, it's hard to leave the beach. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I uh, had a minor in Spanish and then uh, came home and had a couple job offers, worked in a law firm one summer, trying to do more of like the traditional route. And then I just realized it wasn't really for me. Um not knowing what the next step would be. I kind of scared my mom and telling her that I was going to drive across country in my Wrangler and surf the West Coast uh, and then find out where I wanted to live. Um, but my parents have always been insanely supportive. Yeah. So they you know, told me good luck. Do and it. Sent yeah. me on my way with a couple <laughs> of my buddies. And then I ended up uh, moving to San Francisco where I worked in uh, restaurants just kind of to make money. Uh, I'd cooked cooking was a way for me to make money during college and before as well and then when i got out there i actually worked in like some serious restaurants um namely places like zuni cafe and and uh slant and door which are some of the better restaurants in the city to this day um and you know realized that i had a really big passion for it more than i knew myself and then kind of happened organically I so, just started- so you find your calling in san fran but dude there's so many restaurants right it just seems like the worst business. No offense, seems like the worst business to get into, right? Like it's tough. <laughs> opening like Clarendon here. We're we're sitting in beautiful Clarendon, which I call mm-hmm. the center of the universe. Yeah. I mean, there's a restaurant that opens and closes every day. You yeah, know? it's crazy. So was that sort of in your mind as you thought about well, what's my next step? Am I going to open my, my own restaurant? Yeah, that? I think I think everybody in our industry, given you know how arduous it is and how long the hours are, you kind of have to come to that realization earlier than you'd like to. It's like, what is my goal? Mm-hmm. What's my final step? Do I want to open a restaurant? Do I want to do something culinary related, but it might not be opening a restaurant? You know, you kind of have to make that decision pseudo early, unless you don't really have goals and aspirations. Which you know exists in every line of work, so sure. you know that obviously is there. But for me, it was kind of okay. I'm here. What's next? And I quickly found out that I actually loved the opening process. As the first restaurant, I second restaurant I joined was in the opening phase, um, and then I was exposed to a lot of mistakes that were made. Um, you know, which uh, is obviously 
not great to witness for someone else's sake, sure, but at the same but time you learnings. learn a lot from yeah, it. And then I kind sure. of strategically placed myself restaurant after restaurant after restaurant to work for restaurants that were in the opening process and told the people that I was working for before being hired or in the interview process that that was my my goal was to in fact open my own restaurant and I think leading with that people you know um, were more likely to want to hire me because of my you know my motivations were there so so Farley for for instance yeah. one of the mistakes at the restaurants they serve dessert first <laughs> right 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 yeah, but yeah. I actually yeah. like that yeah do you I, yeah that You're would not be first a, guy? that would not be a failure for me but yeah. What's your what's your dessert of choice? Oh, come on! <laughs> I, I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of an expert. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm. I mean, I'm. I don't like. Don't worry, I do I not like, judge. I don't like chocolate. I don't like chocolate cakes or anything like this. Uh, I don't like tiramisu, but there's a lot of desserts out there that I love. All right. Yeah, yeah, you you, you were going to say something understand. simple. You like, shouldn't be shy in front yeah, of me. My should. favorite two sandwiches or two things to eat are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a BLT. There, there I'm about as like basic as it comes when it comes to food. <laughs> so his favorite dessert is like, What do you eat? Do you just eat foie so gras all the time? I think, I think my favorite dessert, I, I also needed to stall a little bit to think of it. Yeah. 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 Apple crisp is probably There you go. Dessert. I respect that. Same with my mother. Vanilla ice cream? Mm-hmm. There it yeah. is. I'm with you on that. That's so, a good one. There so, we go. so he That's did. A good one. He did learn dessert not first. Good mm-hmm. learnings. Yeah, yeah. These other That's restaurants. Uh, but then you open. Uh, you open right. Correct. Maidon yes, and Compass Rose. So Compass Rose, I did not open. So I came did, on later. So you came on um, later. My at, partner at Maidon, Rose Previtt, is okay. the owner of both restaurants, and okay. she approached me as a friend of mine looking for someone to open this live fire concept with her. Gotcha. I reached out to my buddy Gerald, who I was in the process of. He and I were going to try to do our own thing together and pretty far along in the planning process. And I was, I told her I can't leave him um, because we were so far close down the road, to, yeah. we were about to seek investment yeah, for our yeah. own project. And I said, what if we brought, that was like, what if the two of us worked for you? Which is a kind of a different model, of course. Um, so and Gerald and you work for Compass Rose. And you're the, yeah. You're the executive chefs and then you're owner of, you guys are owners. We're of, co-executive yeah. chefs of both owners of, part wow, owners of Maidon. complicated, man. It I is. can't believe how I can't believe you have time to be here on a Thursday night. You got two <laughs> yeah, restaurants. They'll be, they'll to, be fine <laughs> to, to look after. Uh, cool. So, uh, different foods because because our listeners got to check out both these spots. Different type of food and what type of Medi- Medi- Mediterranean food? Like what, what kind um, of food? At Compass Rose, it's global street food. Okay. So uh, things you would find, you know, walking through the streets of you know Bombay or okay. uh, Southeast Asia or I mean, name it any any place on the planet. We kind of can choose food from wherever. It's often uh, in reference to a personal experience, experience of one of our servers, something somebody grew up with, or just something we've researched and found really interesting. And then Maidan is um, North African, Middle Eastern, um, with influences from the Caucasus as well. So think like, we like to say Tangier to Tehran to Tbilisi. So you know, northwestern Morocco, all the I, way to. I'm a geographically challenged. <laughs> the so. triple T's. Yeah. Okay. Triple T's. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. That's good. I'll, I I'll even feel that. like if if that map, which you haven't hung up on the wall yet, which is inconceivable, was up, you wouldn't have been able to follow. <laughs> I probably that. would not have. Been. <laughs> I don't but, think it would have helped. But Chris has traveled all. These but you have Google now. So I do. Yeah, I do yeah. have Google, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't in, in college when I was yeah. looking for my jobs. But, uh, but Chris. Uh, does travel to all these places and you look for inspiration in all these these spots right yeah yeah um, well, last year two years ago I traveled to Rose my partner is very big on traveling and uh, when she pitched us the idea of doing a restaurant with her we didn't know the concept yet but she said I wanted to involve travel as that was how Compass Rose was kind of founded um, and thrived off of that and she goes on 
routine trips. Um, and we went to, I went by myself to Morocco for eight days, then Tunisia for five where I met her, then Georgia, and then ended in Lebanon. Wow. Um, and then last year I went to Oman. Wow. What's the place where you're like, wow, people have to eat here? Like, you have to go to this place to eat. Uh, what, like a city? Yeah, anywhere. Um, of places I've been, uh, Beirut is pretty incredible. Got great food? Yeah. Okay. And it's also just gorgeous, and the people are incredibly nice. I mean, everywhere I went was phenomenal. I mean, I, honestly, my last, last year's trip to Oman was also incredible. It was like a paradise. Rolling sand dunes, happiest people you've ever met, awesome. and beautiful food and culture is incredible and of course farley beirut is in um again you know <laughs> geographically challenged. we're not doing we're not doing a bit here uh beirut uh israel i you know, lebanon. lebanon of course yeah, yeah, yeah. god yeah <laughs> all right you know i'm good at some stuff not good at you it's allowed yeah. i'm so mean yeah, yeah. all right so all this time that you've been building your restaurants you've been a runner which i think is awesome and i'm sure that's been a huge part of probably your success in growing this right yeah it has been um i mean i've you know over the years i've been running now since 2009 mm-hmm. i stopped playing sports in high school like midway through high school and then in college all i you know i i took my first two years off from really being super active i was i mean i was <laughs> i surfed all the time which yeah. definitely is is one of my other favorite things to do um but I didn't really ever get into running. And then in 2009, I moved to Barcelona um, for uh, my junior year abroad and realized I wanted to get back into really good shape. It's easily it's easy to be motivated when you're surrounded by people that are all in very good shape, Fit. which is all of Europe. So <laughs> right. um, I started running there uh, and realized how awesome it was to like you know run in a place that you're not super familiar with. Um, Barcelona being one of them is my first place to really start running. You immediately learn the city better than yes. anyone that you're with. Yeah, totally, man. Um, and then I actually, that summer I moved to New York, worked in a law firm that summer, ran every day there, learned New York that way. And then that was kind of like my intrigue everywhere I went was like, oh, I'm just going to run the city in the morning. And I've done that. I did that in Morocco. I ran nine miles every morning. It was 112 degrees. Wow. Um, what in time t- you in have Tom's. To in to- Tom's shoes? Yeah, I, wore, wow. I only brought a backpack. Wow. Uh, and it's probably no why ones. my feet are damaged now. But wow. I, I ran uh, nine miles in Tom's in like my running shorts and, and like a little like jersey shirt, would go home, shower in the clothes I was wearing and the shoes, hang them up on the line up on the roof, and it's 112 degrees. They dry out in like three hours. Yeah. And then go running in the next morning. Wow. That's um, crazy, man. But, so, yeah, but we, yeah, for the restaurant, it's been – you know, as a way to clear my head, yeah. deal with the stresses. Um, you know, it's a insanely stressful, high pressure environment, and one of the hardest things about working in restaurants is just the extreme stress level. So, me having my morning run to decompress, clear my head, is uh, you know, it's invaluable. Crucial. I, I love it. Yeah, that's like, cool. Working in a restaurant, what time is your morning run? Uh, I get up. <laughs> my everyone I work with gives me a lot of uh, grief because wow. they don't understand how I can do this but i normally get up my neighbor who used to be my roommate um works a nine to five and he drives to tyson's we both live in mount pleasant so he in order for us to run together and i love having a running partner not all the time but um we go running at six so i normally run at six uh or go to yoga at six and then i get done and then shower listen to a record have breakfast go to work at like nine 
How much do you sleep then? I mean, because it's got to be somewhat late nights, right? Yeah, until like midnight. Okay. So 11 is the earliest. Midnight's uh, midnight, 1230. Wow. um, Is late sometimes. It's not always nine. Oh, so you're a robot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> gotcha. No, but I have two days. I have two days off. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky uh, to have two days off. A lot of chefs in the industry don't have even one day off a yeah. lot of the time, and I, I worked that way for years. But this model of myself and my buddy Gerald being the other executive chef has been—he's been incredible. Having him, uh, you know, as a support system to be like, hey, if one of us is really tired, or when we were opening the restaurant, most time if you open a restaurant, a lot of times restaurants you'll go three, four, or five months without a single day off. Right. And the two of us have mm-hmm. the ability, given the fact that there's two of us there, to be like, take the next two days off. And we've finally gotten ourselves into a place, and this is due to having an excellent staff as well. We're able to take two days off. So I go pretty hard for five days, but then I uh, I definitely fully enjoy my, my days off. I sleep in, yep. still go for a run, but I don't have anywhere to be afterwards, so... So it can be a little more relaxed. Yeah, well, I exactly. hope that I hope that some of your coworkers and other people in the restaurant business are listening and listening to your story that you're getting up and running and how big of a difference it made for you. And you know, physically is great, but mentally, right? That's it's, that's that's the biggest. Thing that's really me. honestly. I mean, I I do like being in shape, right. uh, but I for me, it's the mental side of it yeah. more than anything. I, I would be. I tell people they're like, oh, I don't understand how you're always in a good mood, <laughs> and. Uh, honestly, I mean, even when I'm not, I just try to pretend yeah. like I am because especially when you're in close quarters with that many people in an environment like that, it just brings people down and I don't want that. And people look up to me to be the, you know, the guy that comes in with a smile and, right. and uh, I owe that to running 1000%. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, I, I want to add, I want to talk about your, your first road race, which we're really, really excited about. I want to talk about your experience at the Geoboy Parkway 10 mile but there's a lot of like cooking shows out now. That's like a big thing, and you see these chefs in the back and all the chaos and yelling and stuff. Is that Chris? This is not new for the record, right? Like, uh, well, uh, you know, it's new to me. You know, I did research on Chris the last couple of days, so you know, I've watched some <laughs> cooking shows. Um, but is that accurate? A, accurate? Is that what your life's like? Or um, I parts of it. Yeah. I mean, the the yelling and screaming that exists in yeah. restaurants is a little more old guard. Um, I think you're seeing less and less of that now. Um, you know, it's just, I think as, you know, all these, you know, Anthony Bourdain wrote a book about opening restaurants and his yeah. experience at a young age, you know, rest in peace to him, great guy. Mm-hmm. He kind of exposed a lot of the secrets of kitchens and restaurants and, and you know, all these shows have actually, like, shed a lot of light on yeah. the, the the screamers and yellers which we've all been through i've been there i've worked for chefs that are quite intense and you know pans thrown <laughs> near or at you um it's not fun but right. i you know i am very glad i worked for every single person yeah. that i've worked for for a variety of different reasons but all helped me get to where i am today and i think it is good for people to go through kind of the gauntlet because you end up you just risk you're so much happier with where you're at when you get there if you've had those really tough kitchen yeah. experiences. Um, is it possible to laugh when somebody's throwing a pan at you? <laughs> like if, uh, they, if they say something ridiculous or, you know? I mean, sure. Maybe if you're just really nervous, okay. uh, I would just immediately put my head down and yeah. just start working and pray that it didn't happen again. 
Uh, and you're fit enough that you could dodge the pan too, which Maybe. is a good thing. I don't know. It's not not I don't all know. It depends how tired I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could also just hit me and I wouldn't move. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. I I go to when I am in a crowded restaurant and just seeing like because you're sitting there and you're like, all right, the food's got to be out in this amount of time, and and you know. It's seamless to the consumer when it goes right, but when it goes wrong, yeah. it's really bad. And that's you know that's that's tough. It's like you don't get props when things go well, but when they go bad, man, oh yeah, people are ticked. Well, that's the hard part. Like if someone has a bad meal experience, they're liable to tell 10, 20 yeah, people. Right. If you have a good meal, how oftentimes? Wow. Besides, like your significant other or your like really good friend, how many times do you hear someone say like? wow, let me tell you about this. But if you had a really bad meal, you're going to be like, hey, forewarning, never go there. So it really is, <laughs> right. it is tough. Yeah. You're, you're um, maxing out at a neutral review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, we have an open kitchen at our restaurants. Oh, cool. Uh, both of them. One of which way, made on way more than Compass Rose. So, so when we go to the when we go to your restaurant yes. and our listeners go to the restaurant, we're going to see you like oh, 100%. Wow. Farley, if you want to watch the screaming, I, yeah. I want to hey, see yeah. pans. You want to see some angry pans. people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we throw pans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can so, join the party. Okay. So, so we'll yeah. see you cooking. That's yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Cool. It's really fun. Um, yeah. We, you know, and I, I think it it keeps everybody honest, keeps you on your toes. It gives us really cool. Um, opportunity to speak with guests touch yeah. tables it makes it more fun for them they can come up and ask us questions and it's a live fire restaurant made on so there's literally a huge wood burning wow. hearth in the middle of the restaurant on the bottom floor so when you walk in no matter what you have to walk by this big fire that everything's cooked right over top of awesome. we actually don't have gas of any kind in the restaurant wow. so um, it's cool. all wood fire. All right, we'll have to check that out. Uh, it's made on DC on uh, social media. I think it's made on DC. I think it's out on all of them. Yeah, it's made on DC.com. So uh, yeah, give that give that a uh, give that a shot. Um, How about if you spell made on real quick, for M A Y D A N D C. Now I'm pa- okay. now I'm padding. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just saying, yeah. so it's like not. Made in. Oh, and, or, and you go yeah. to the website, and there he is cooking. There's there's Chris cooking. So, uh, but uh, anyway, we did want. He's now distracted by website videos. Yes, <laughs> we did want to ask you about the race. Congrats, man, on your you. first road race, 106 uh, for the 10 miles, 106 flat. You were 99th place at the uh, Parkway Classic. I mean, you know, just finishing the Parkway Classic, doing 10 miles is awesome. Finishing your first road race is awesome, but placing that high and doing that well. What an experience. Kind of tell us about that experience. Um, so I had a lot of people have asked me over the years if I'd participate in any races. I mean, right. as short as 5Ks, but have you ever run a marathon? And my aunt is a huge runner. She's run, I don't know, 20-plus marathons at this point. Still runs. She's in her late 60s, and she's a big runner still. Um, and she's always given me grief for never having participated in a race. And I've always <laughs> right. told her, I'm just like, well, I don't, you know, I've – I just love running on my own, but I've and my You've excuse, run for ten years. Yeah, yeah. My, well, my excuse has also been like, oh, I don't know if I have the time. I never know what my schedule is going to yeah. be. So, um, but my buddy called me and said, hey, let's sign up for this race. The same guy I go running with, my buddy Scott, and uh, yeah, I just went for it. And then in doing that, I'm a pretty competitive person. I immediately was like, okay, well, how fast am I going to go? Because people started asking me that, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> when I go running by myself, I run in the low sixes yeah. normally. But I never run 10 miles at that right. pace. So I was like, well, I think I can do that. So then I just kind of set this goal of 630 per mile, which I just missed. I yeah. hit 636. But um, 
Yeah, I was really, really happy. That was probably the single happiest moment I've ever had outside of restaurants in terms That's of personal awesome. achievements. Wow. It, I was gassed. That's really um, good. <laughs> I'd never run. Like I said, I've never run that. I've run 10 miles a ton of times, but yeah. never at trying to hit a pace. And my aunt, uh, beforehand, she calls me and knows me better than most and said, she was like, whatever you do, do not sprint out of the gate. She's <laughs> like, you're going to get there and you're going to see these really fast people that are faster than you, Chris. <laughs> And you have to put you down. Is yeah, your but she knows no, me so advice. well. That's she good. knows that's me really so well. She's advice. like, you're going to try to run too fast. Yeah. And I was with these guys in the front, like 10 people for the first two miles. And the first marker comes up and it said 555. And I was like, oh, I feel great. <laughs> and then I was still at 555 yeah. on mile two. And yeah. then mile three, same thing. Yeah. And then mile three and a half, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm uh I got six and a half to go. Starting, I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> and, so and, and, and then I aunt. just started letting people kind of slowly yeah, yeah, yeah. go. But I would try to, you know, yeah. use somebody as Latch a pace on. person to be like, okay, I'm going to run with you for a little bit, then maybe drag, and then keep going. And it was it's highly motivating um, awesome. for no one that's for anyone that's never done it. I mean, you guys obviously, yeah. Um, but it uh, it was one of the most like motivating experiences of my life as well to be surrounded by all those people that are hyping each other up and just generally happy to be there and then after the fact having everybody around that's all excited and having beers or whatever together well it was, you, it was you, fun you did a good job of documenting the experience on your instagram <laughs> thank uh, you it's uh c morgisborg uh and i'm gonna have to spell i love this that one. joke uh, for yeah. the record i'm a big fan <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to spell this one c-m-o-r-g-a-s-b-o-r-d so give him a follow and you can see his experience because you were kind of a little far up there i was like dude this is your first race Maybe go back and pack a little bit, but you were up kind of with the leaders. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, okay. But uh, no, you really did a good job. That's actually that. partially. So when we were all lining up, I ran to the bathroom late and then ran right. back over. And then by that time, there were thousands of people in line and they were already <laughs> in their places and it was all taped off. So I had to run around everybody. And then the only entrance was right to by the front. front. Right. I was planning on running in the six to seven minute yeah. like bracket or a little right. area. But I ended up being in the front like 20 people. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, I guess. When they, <laughs> well, when they took off, I just took off you, with them. <laughs> I tell you what, if you started at 630 pace, I bet you'd been a, a 105 or, or, or maybe even a little bit below. Yeah, so yeah. Next, next, That's what everybody's been yeah. telling me that does a lot of these. So. Yeah. It means you got to do it again. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. So are you, are you, so you run fast. Uh, you run fast regularly, but you're not doing track workouts or tempo runs or anything. No, like not that. really. I've, I've never really done any anything besides organized. just. I do trail runs in Rock okay. Creek Park a okay. lot, um, where I will for I'll have a set goal for what I want to, how fast I want to run a mile on trail, and then I'll do like three trail miles, and then go back to road or vi- or stay on trail the whole time. Like last weekend, I ran Saturday and Sunday, and try. My goal was to um, run what. I signed up for a marathon, and I and I want to in September, and I want to be. You signed six, up for a marathon. Wow! Yeah, I, awesome. I want to be six forty or below. Uh, wow. a, the Ace Sports Medicine one. Uh, it's the um, CNO Canal. Right. Um, oh, okay. The International okay. Peace yeah, Marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I wanted wow. to sign up for uh, Marine Corps, but and talked about literally as I finished uh, the Parkway Classic, I my uh, my brother in law was next to me who ran it as, as well, and. He was like, what'd you think? And I was like, I want to sign up for a marathon. Next morning, wow. I got on my computer while I was at work and signed up for that 
marathon, I tried to do Marine Corps. I called my sister. She's yeah. much better on computers than I am. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's get, let's figure this out. And she was like, it's fully booked. Well, now now that you're a running celebrity, yeah. we definitely got some hookups to get that. You've signed up for a good one, uh, but we could definitely get you in Marine Corps. So if you wanted to do Marine Corps, cool. we definitely could uh, we could set that up. The only issue with the one you signed up for, Great Marathon, it's just not as fast because it's on the CNO Canal. Uh-huh. It's just going to be softer surface. isn't going to be as fast. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but but so it's flat, super flat, flat. Super flat and could be a, and is a great experience. So, you know, just just food for thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Good I, one, I, dude. Like Good I, one. I, well, my goal, awesome. and I'm, I don't know exactly how this works, and I know it's not as easy as just making us below a certain time, but my goal, whether it's this year or ideally – this next year would be to run in the Boston Marathon. Wow. Um, so I know you have to qualify for that, but it's three hours or below. It's about three oh five. Well, th- yeah, you're thirty, so three three. Yeah, it's around yeah, yeah. Th- you, around so three hours. So six fifty yeah. per yeah. mile, yep. I think. Yep, you got it. So yeah. I'm trying to work towards work that. Towards and now that. I'm the t- I'm so minded this way that like if I have a goal in mind, then I just it motivates me even more to get out of bed. Definitely, and, definitely. Because before I would just r- I like I'd go running in the morning, but there was. It'd be like, I don't have the energy to run a six fifteen mile today. I'm just gonna run a. I would never really run much below like eight. Yeah. But like that would be my like cruising pace is like seven thirty seven forty five, right. where I'm like really enjoying it. I'm not like, yeah. Have, I'm not panting, but I'm having. I can go as far as running. I want. Right. Uh, for the most part, I don't know. But. Right. It's definitely good to have something on the calendar to to mm-hmm. motivate you to to. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm wearing I strategically am wearing my Boston stuff today. I got my Boston I shirt, love that. my Boston shoes. I was at the Boston Marathon this year. I go every year. It's an amazing, amazing experience. Um, I love how you responded and reacted after the Parkway Classic. Uh, Parkway's amazing. Multiply that by people would say a hundred if you were at Boston, but I'd say Parkway's pretty pretty well up there. So multiply it by, by yeah, it's a different by two. vibe. But it's a different vibe. But it's it's incredible to do uh-huh. the Boston Marathon. So. A great goal to have, and we'll have to we'll we'll we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you there. I think you you've got uh, you, you've got a, a clear path that you can make it. I would love that. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you a couple more things before yeah, we course. get you out of here. Just uh, uh, something as I as I was researching slash stalking you. Uh, really interesting. Um, you were a chef at Chance for Life. I was, which yes. is super cool. I played in that poker tournament a couple times, awesome. which is a, an amazing, uh, amazing experience at MGM. Uh, how how was that? How how cool that was, was awesome. That? Um, I think it's a it's of all the events. Honestly, I think of every event I've done, it might be my favorite in terms of the cause. Obviously, money's going to childhood cancer. Yep. Uh, who doesn't want to support that? Um, I've gotten close to the guys who put it on. My okay. sister actually did the PR for it oh, the last really? two years. Didn't okay. this year, but. Um, it uh for me it's like it's a really cool experience because you get all these chefs from dc and Mm -hmm. surrounding areas that are really there for the cause more than anything and the people behind it at mgm are so helpful i mean it was so well orchestrated the people attending the event were a lot of fun. They were super happy to have us there. It was just like the entire thing was just awesome. A plus. Yeah. And yeah. they raise over a million bucks. Yeah, it was really great. Can't, and the celebrities that show up ah, to take amazing. part and get people well, to donate more money. we're going to get money. this podcast. This podcast is going this year. We're going to find a way. I'm going to talk <laughs> cool. to your sister. I love that. Tess, have you ever played poker before? I have. You have? Okay. I love yeah. the fact that you yeah. asked me like you thought <laughs> I know. I yeah, it's so sexist. It's terrible. Very rude. Very super rude. So that's super cool. We Seriously, we should be a part of that event very very cool um 
And you guys were a food and wine top restaurant of the year. Did I see that in the Washington? I'm not sure where I saw that, but is that true? T- tell me about that list and how you made tops in that list. Um, yeah, we had a surreal year. Uh, you got so many awards you don't even it know. Was, it was crazy. Um, someone actually asked us today, like, how did you expect to win all these awards? And, I mean, absolutely not. You just hope people are going to show up at your restaurant. First day you open a restaurant, you have no idea if anyone's right. going to even decide to come. Um, but, yeah, we were very fortunate. Food and Wine was very generous in awarding us uh, one of ten uh, of the best new restaurants in America. Wow, um, we're one on the list, but it's not yeah, ranked. Were, okay, gotcha. It's just one. It's just ten restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, we made Bon Appetit number two. That is ranked number two best new restaurant in the country the same year. Um, Esquire, GQ, uh, we made their top ten and twenty respectively, and then Eater top thirteen in the wow. nation as well, and then. I have a couple more that were incredible. We Tess, made James Beard shortlist. How nervous are you that he's making a list? I, I love this. <laughs> I love he loves the list. I'm like a little nervous. Uh, yeah. Because you always inevitably people out. He always excludes things yeah. from the list. Yeah. This is, this so they is, give me a hard time about yeah. this. But, you know, the, you, he's there, was, get, there was more stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, you, yeah. that was a pretty impressive. James Beard, yeah. James Beard we got nominated for uh, Best New Restaurant. Um, nice. We made the long list, but that was, you know. Man. Beyond our wild. Every every show, I, I cried probably like ten times. <laughs> like actually, well, you're good, but I, I got to get Sarah to work for me, man. That is yeah, pretty she's impre- incredible. So it's pretty impressive. She actually is. Yeah. Her old office was a. She used to live uh, right here, just like two blocks away. Wow, yeah. very cool. Well, center of the universe, I call it here in Clarence. I live in Clarence, so yeah. partial to that. Also, fi- fi- one one more thing before these guys can finally ask a question. Um, you were in a uh, Infinity commercial um, <laughs> or something in the Washingtonian. Like the yeah, car? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a car. He and his partner were driving around in Infinity. I mean, yeah, that was wild. Did you get to keep the car? Like, what? what <laughs> how did that no, come about? I didn't. Uh, I was hoping that we would. Uh, I did a poor job of documenting on social media. I was just so excited. Yeah, actually gave us a car for a week to drive around though which was the coolest thing ever so i got to drive their like brand new sports car for a week and i but i literally was driving to to and from work right so it wasn't anything great i had one day to really like take it around but it was super super nice of them they just you know they had this commercial they wanted to do they reached out to us sarah my sister also set that up and they came, it was surreal. They like came by and they were in the back seat and we're sitting there driving and they're like, so you have to put your hands in 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. <laughs> right, right. Sitting there with one hand on the wheel. Like, right, this right. is awesome. <laughs> Cruising. They're like, no, 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 no. The public Let's, is watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Safety first. Um, but yeah, that was a weird experience. All, awesome. these, all these experiences are obviously surreal, weird. Man. Yeah, really, really surreal. We'll tweet out. Even conversate about this is still weird. It's cool, man. Yeah, it makes you feel a certain way. But. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet out all the particulars at Pace the Nation since uh, Chris is, seems like he's. He, I mean, you're on social media. Your Instagram's good, but uh, we'll tweet out all the uh, particulars and all that uh, the, the stuff that we're talking about at Pace the Nation so you can see what we're talking about as you listen to the show. Um, so, Chris. Um, you said you've got a marathon scheduled. That was one of my, my final questions, kind of what's next. Marathon scheduled. The Boston Marathon is is a goal of yours. Um, what do you think it's going to take for you to kind of take your running to the next level? Is it just having a goal? Uh, yeah. You think, I think You so. think you can do it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I just – I mean, I'm, I'm going to confer with, you know, people like yourself yeah. who know have run marathons and – know how to properly train for them for for now it was more just chatting with people about what they recommend in terms of a training schedule 
Um, but now it's like now that I have that motivation to hopefully, you know, finish at the pace I need to to qualify. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm fully confident I can do it if I put my mind to it, and I'm pretty set on it right now. So I'm it's awesome. I'm excited. All right. Well, we'll um, we're we're definitely definitely going to connect you with you somehow with the, moving forward with the podcast with the stores. So um, you'll hear more from Chris as we uh, you know follow follow your journey to, to get there. Um, and I'm serious about that. Uh, if you want to do the not to take away from the the, the race you're already in, if you want to do the uh, the, the Marath- Marine Corps Marathon, uh, definitely let us know. We've we've got some connections. Awesome. All right, Chris. Awesome stuff. It's it's Chris Morgan. He's the co-executive chef at Compass Rose and Maidon. And they, those are Compass Rose underscore DC and Maidon DC on Twitter. And uh, so check if you're listening, check those restaurants out. Especially, check out Maidon. I mean, really super cool. You'll see Chris at work. Are you there like most... Uh, not Thursday nights, but every other night? Or I'm normal? normally there Thursday nights, okay, actually. So, okay. um, wow, I have a buddy in town from Boston cool. tonight who I'm planning on seeing and haven't seen in a couple of years. Cool. So that's why I'm off, and this was why yeah, this, this was actually up. perfect. Cool. Um, but normally I'm there interchangeably Monday through Friday. Cool. Um, I have weekends off, which yeah, is incredible. That's awesome. And rare, like I was yeah. saying before. It's a, that's, all, that's great. Yeah. That Sometimes not. I mean, it's right. not always that right. the case. Um, but. As of right now, Monday through Friday. But a Thursday, Friday night, if you want to check out. Yeah, uh, I'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. And um, you and can if not, my partner Gerald's there. And, 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 he, and yeah, yep, can't yep, miss so. him. Very, very Tall cool. blonde guy with tattoos. Very, very cool. Yeah. All I'm right, a blonde Chris. guy without tattoos. So. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome stuff, man. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. There he goes. That's Chris Morgan. He's the co-executive chef of Compass Rose in Maiden. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Chris Morgan for joining us on Pace the Nation. It's, give him a follow on Instagram. Really, uh, he, he's got um, some really interesting, cool stuff uh, on there. And he's got the kind of recap of what he did at the Parkway Classic as well. It's C. Morgasborg. So uh, C-M-O-R-G-A-S-B-O-R-D. So give him a follow. Chris, do you know what that is referring to, what that joke is? <laughs> well, it's the smorgasbord yes. of like stuff like he gave his siblings initially, right? <laughs> when he was... Like, his his early he, recipes. Right. That was, was, so I, I assume it was what he gave his sister growing up. The mm-hmm. smorgasbord of chips and chips and cheese, cheese in the microwave, <laughs> microwave, some sort of veggie, <laughs> hot dog, whatever it's healthy. it was. Yeah, uh, but he's at uh, Compass Rose in Maidon. So uh, I, I hadn't, you know, there's so many restaurants out there. I hadn't heard of those restaurants, but now I'm certainly mm-hmm. going to check them out. Now they're your favorites. Uh, they are my my new favorites. Uh, he also just mentioned as we were we were leaving. I know. And, and getting a picture <laughs> with him. Uh, he's he's like. Runner's World might be reaching out to him, and I'm like, wow. We were here okay. first. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyways. As cool. usual with Runner's World. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> they get our seconds. Uh, but, uh, no, thanks again for Chris Morgan for uh, joining us. That was a fun interview. All right, Docs. Uh, the, the audience has been waiting. Um, you've, uh, you've had a story that you've been meaning to tell for two weeks now. 
Um, Don't build it up, Chris. <laughs> I know. So go ahead. Also, it's like our 200th episode. It's going to be like a big letdown. So what, what's going on? Also, I just wanted to know if, if uh, his story of driving cross country and moving to San Francisco sounds familiar at all. <laughs> I know. It's exactly your story. Oh, I did that too. I know. Yeah, exactly. But I never made anything for my sisters when I was growing up. <laughs> you did that before he did. Uh, he was he, he was in the yeah. era that he could Google uh, uh, jobs or what pays the most. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to shed light on the right. fact that I did that first. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, but my the story yes. that, that you're you're just tr- desperately trying <laughs> right. to build up and, yes. and, and yeah. Now I, all I said was uh, because we went we rushed through the show last yes. week and then at the end of the show I was like I didn't get to mention the fact that I renewed my school chaperone license. What you need a, a license? Well, and what and what's a school what school chaperoning are you doing? I did a school. I did a middle school field trip last week. And you need a license? No, but oh, okay. I, I just like <laughs> okay. to have all my paperwork done. Okay, all right. So, tell us about the middle school uh, uh, trip. Well, I think I probably told you guys about it last year. Uh, so those with a good memory probably mm-hmm. remember it. But we did the exact same field trip this year. Okay. Where we went to all of the monuments in Washington D.C. Okay. And all of them. Every single one. That's a lot, right? No, we we go to the ones on the list. Mm. So this year I started out at the Vietnam War Memorial. Okay. And then went to the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. And then went to the Korean War Memorial. And went to the often neglected World War One memorial before the ten times as big World War Two memorial. So MLK, FDR, and the nine eleven. So so you've got middle school kids. I assume mm-hmm. like middle school was sixth, seventh, eighth. I think it was yes. seventh and eighth when we were there. How I think it? junior high is is seventh and eighth, and okay. middle school is sixth, seventh, and eighth. Okay, all right. I think so that's some somebody recently explained that distinction. I don't know if it's true or not, but all right. So middle school sixth, seventh, and eighth. So you've got all junior high, all classes. So you've got all those uh, grades represented. Uh, no, not not on our field trip. I all think right. I was with seventh graders. Seventh grade. So you're mm-hmm. with seventh graders. Mm-hmm. How interested, like really interested, are they in these uh, monuments, or are they just interested in getting out of school? There was one kid who wanted to go back to school. I was like, what? Really? What are you, what? Doing? What what are you talking about? Wow. Come on. Um, but, hey, that's hey. his choice. Yeah, good for him. We're, okay. not to, we're not here to criticize seventh yeah. graders. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. No, no, no definitely not. Just to be <laughs> totally clear. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so. Well, I think I think the, uh, the teaching staff at, at this school does a really good job of, of keeping the kids engaged at each thing. So mm-hmm. they give them a, a packet that they have to fill out. So they have to answer certain questions, and and then uh, if you're lucky enough to be with one of the teachers, they, they get some insight to the tour, you know, kind of the the backstory. Okay. So I <laughs> actually one time one time I stood next to the teacher, and then she everything she was saying, I just sat right next to her and repeated to my kids <laughs> word hey, for word. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but. Um, more than I would have done. That's pretty pretty good, man. <laughs> you don't listen. I know you. We've we've established that. So so I, I, that was the next thing I was going to ask. So are you responsible as a chaperone to sort of teach these kids and talk about these monuments? Um, I I would like more responsibility. I okay. actually asked them maybe at the end that that uh, there could be more preparation. But really, they don't they don't need that. They they've done all the preparation right. for themselves. Uh, and for the kids, and they've got the packet so that they can go, and and then you could just take everything in. 
it's funny that the previous year I had like the night before I went on the field trip, I watched Drunk History uh, and they were talking about the Vietnam War Memorial. So I was like telling all these kids stuff I learned on Drunk History. Uh, I did not have any Drunk History insight this year. So I wasn't as good of a show. So, so Drunk History is remind us what Drunk History is. My it's, favorite. It's show. one of the best okay. shows on TV okay. where people get absolutely hammered and then tell a, a historical story. A fib. A true no, one. no, no, it's true. They, oh, and they, wow. they actually okay. have to be, like, they have fact Factual, factually, okay. Well, they, okay. they go over okay. the story beforehand, and then they just get really hammered and tell the story okay. in a hammered okay. way. I'll have to watch this. And That's they have great. actual actors, like legit Hollywood actors, acting the scene out. So if you were telling... But they're me, acting the drunk scene. So if yes. they're, like, using inappropriate language for the era in which it is occurring... <laughs> Got it. Or if you're burping. So they're, they're basically lip syncing the whole thing. So you're Got always it. hearing the narrator. But the narrator has to tell the story with voices so that they can have people in the background. It's brilliant. It's such a brilliant concept. Well, you weren't as popular this year because you didn't have the drunk history context to bring them. Okay. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, how do you get to be a chaperone? Last question on this from me. How do you get to be a chaperone for... You just got to uh, renew your license, I think. <laughs> middle school. Okay. Yeah. All you got to right. wait about 10 years. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm Wait about 10 years to when my, my kids then are in middle Then when your kids school. are in there, they'll gotcha. ask you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not sure they'll want to ask me. I'm not... I'm, I I would uh, discourage you being a chaperone on, <laughs> yeah. a, on a thing. But like when, when, when your boys are old enough to be chaperones and they need chaperones and they're looking for them, just give me a call. All right. That's a good idea. All right. This is P- Pace the Nation. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we've gotten through all the, 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 the bulk of our April and May races. Uh, we've had a ton of races, but there's still a ton on the calendar. Uh, Police Week this weekend. Sign up for the Crystal City Twilighter, which is in July. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on. Runpacers.com backslash races. All right. So we haven't talked much UVA in the last couple shows. Well, we got to bring that back. So Yeah, it's been too uh, you long. Know, President Jim Ryan ran the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon. Uh, we were talking to Chris about running the Boston Marathon. He ran the Boston Marathon? Ran the Boston Marathon. And he ran... Shouldn't the, he be presidenting? <laughs> he ran 3:21:57, which was pretty cool. He ran honoring uh, 26 teachers, so he ran honoring his 26 favorite teachers, so very, very cool. Um, Wait, his 26 favorite teachers? I don't know if they were his favorite, but that's what it said in the... Uh, from UVA or from yeah, his personal at the, life? At the UVA uh, Curry Boy, School. I do not like the president playing favorites. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say favorite. He just picked 26, okay? Maybe there's only 26. Maybe there's only 26 <laughs> teachers there. <laughs> I'm just reading a tweet uh, from uh, Prez Jim Ryan. We need to get this guy on the show pronto. And we will, we will get him on the show. I'm going to go out for one of his morning runs. I'm going to go out mm-hmm. for one of his morning runs. And you're and not going to invite me, I know. And ask him to be on the – but I just thought it was really cool. President of UVA ran 321 in the marathon. That is legit. Um, he's he's I think he's about 50 years old. So he qualified as a legit Boston Marathon qualification guy and uh, ran 321. So that was really cool, and it was UVA-related, so I thought uh, definitely worth bringing up. Then it's a running story that's UVA-related. Where else <laughs> we're, would he talk about it? We're all over This is it. the perfect podcast for that kind of story. Right, uh, Tess? Not going to get poached by Runner's World on that one. No, no. Uh, well, also uh, today I wanted to bring up uh, a really cool event that happened last week that Hoka put on. A 50-mile world record was set by Jen Wansley, 
Uh, he ran 50 miles in four hours and 50 minutes and seven seconds. Did you see his splits, though? What? I know. His crazy. splits are incredibly What's consistent. What's the pace on that? For five minutes and 48 seconds per mile. It was what? this really cool event. They did it in breaking three style uh, laps around um, a park in California. And I mean, he was, it was a hundred K. So he actually had to finish the hundred K uh, to make it an official world record. Mm-hmm. But he breaks the world record by about, uh, about 40 seconds or about 50 seconds. Unbelievable. Five minutes and 48 seconds per mile. And, and I, you must've watched some of it. They, they, uh, televised it on uh, the Hoka website. Well, that's not televised. The, the entire, Streamed. they broadcasted it on the, the Hoka website. The entire race, very cool. Uh, had all their ultra marathon runners, including Michael Wardian and a number of others. Uh, but Jim Walmsley, uh, 50 miles in 44 hours, 50 minutes, and seven seconds. I'd like to run a marathon in that time. <laughs> I know, I know yeah. seriously. It's legit. Um, he is he's a stud runner generally he's run like well three, i would hope so 340 well just overall he's run this is his first race he's, he's a run, chef <laughs> he's run 104 for a half marathon which is ridiculously fast in like the the road racing circles he's yes. run 348 for 1500 meters so he's got crazy range uh, i think he's 29 years old uh, he's got the he's won jfk the jfk 50 miler three times uh, his fastest time was 5:21, and that is the record uh, for the JFK 50 miler that he set in 2016. So, um, good lord, not his first race for sure. Pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. Cool event. Very strong resume. Uh, Carbon X uh, uh, 100K that Hoka put on, and uh, their Carbon X shoes coming out soon. So I was glad you you caught some of the broadcast, not television broadcast mm-hmm. on the internet. Very, very cool. All right, finally, guys, I wanted to uh, get some clarifications on our tweets recently. Mm -hmm. Some Uh, follow-up questions? (laughs) I've got some questions. Uh, Before we get to all the Simpson references, which I don't get any of them, and I don't think Tess does either. I got that one one time. You did, yes. Um, I think I've gotten one out of 100, too. Uh, One percent. But I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, Charlie tweets and tags us in all his um, posts about Pace the Nation. I like how he changes the title. Of the uh, of the episode, the episode yeah. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that. So anytime I see a Run Washington tweet, like Lisa's uh, title was "Can't Say the F Word," mm-hmm. which was a better title than I came up with. Yeah. So, For uh, the record, Farley named that episode. Yeah, whatever that was. Uh, so I, I do like that. So Charlie, keep that up. That was cool. Uh, we got uh, tweeted by Carrie, who um, told oh, I don't us- think she wants everybody to know that that's Carrie. Okay. Well, we her- don't know what Carrie. What's well, it's from K. Okay, from K. Yes. Uh, well, from, we got tweeted by everybody. K. Forget about who you who it's from. It's from K. <laughs> it's from K. So K tweeted us uh, the truth about dentistry. And sometimes I throw out these questions. They are not rhetorical questions. Your conspiracy theory. Yes, and she actually backs my conspiracy theory up. So thank you for tweeting uh, that they are doing. Uh, it, the truth about dentistry, it's much less scientific and more prone to gratuitous procedures than you might think. Ooh, gratuitous. Yes. What a word. Can I tell I a story? Yes. So always growing up, my dentist said, you don't need to have your wisdom teeth out. You're lucky. You don't need to have your wisdom teeth out. And then when I was in college, I went to the dentist. And he, I mean, this guy, he just like, yap, 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 yap. And yep. he's 
he's in the seeing the patient next to me talking about how he just bought a boat and then he comes in <laughs> and he says gonna have to take those wisdom teeth out i know it's because he just bought a boat yep yep so uh i appreciate the article Kay. i mm-hmm. didn't read the whole thing but uh i got the, i got <laughs> he the read chest. the headline i got the chest that's what it. he does with articles <laughs> Especially uh, revolving medical issues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had a lot of medical issues. The teeth and now my arm, man. <laughs> you uh, saw a doctor. It doesn't matter if you <laughs> listen to the doctor. Uh, appreciate Run Nebraska. Uh, they sometimes will live tweet our shows. Really mm-hmm. enjoy that. They also recommend it to random people like uh, Lindsay tweets them. And they just tweet her and um, say, hey, listen to Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. We love people promoting our show. Welcome without, to the show, Lindsay. Without, without us prompting them to. So that was cool. But I also wanted to mention Joanne, Joanna, intern Joanna's tweet about uh, the Tasty video. I did watch it. Um, I didn't get it. It was pretty disgusting what they were doing, but um, I'm not a fan of it. I, I thought it was funnier than a regular Tasty video, but uh, still not a fan of Tasty videos, intern Joanna. Um, but I did watch it, and I found it mildly entertaining. Um, but... I wanted to get to the Simpson references. I mean, every time I look at our mentions on Pace mm-hmm. the Nation, it's mostly like Simpsons bits. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, well, I'll tell you how many how on. many references are you making a show that we don't know about? <laughs> it's a hundred percent. I'll tell you what's going on is you guys are not paying attention to the feedback. Mm-hmm. You're right. There's a lot of Simpsons feedback, so maybe you guys shouldn't kibosh the the yeah. simpsons references i can't go through all the simpson episodes i mean it's just mm-hmm. too many i know to but, catch but, up. but stop trying to rein me in on on, on simpsons right. references i do i do that you should you're understand right. what our you're, listener appreciates you're right. you're right and because of that i'm going to do the entire third season right now i will play all of the parts season one episode one yes i'm not really doing that okay should be uh, episode 200 yeah, uh, Michael P. Miller likes the Simpson references. Sati, I've seen some Simpson references. Run Nebraska, Simpson references. Everybody, Simpson references. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess you're Homer right. Memes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, so keep them coming. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Always enjoy uh, feedback about the show. All right, great show, guys. Thanks so much to Chris Morgan for joining us. New road racer, first race ever at the GW Parkway Classic 10 Miler. He's also the executive chef at Maidon and Compass Rose. So check out his restaurants today. Or on another day. Or another day. If you already have dinner plans. That's true. All right, that's Docs for Tess. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We will see you next week.
Guys, I have one idea for episode 200. Lay it on me. Okay. What if we did like a director's commentary on a previous episode, or even better, a director's commentary on the previous 199 episodes? <laughs> like I bonus like, disc style? Uh, yes. I like the one episode, not the other uh, 199. On just one. <laughs> and we just, we'll just let's play pick it. one. Yeah. We'll just play it let's, and talk over it. Let's pick um, our favorite show that Tess, that all three of us have been on. Uh, we could have the fans pick it. Or we could have the fans pick it. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. idea, too. I like that. And then we could uh, we could do director's cut on that. I like that idea. <laughs> Are you so not ridiculous. being serious? It's I like so that idea. I think it's it's hilarious. Maybe we a lot of work do for it. us. Uh, we should just. I think it's not. Okay. You just play it the podcast and you just talk over it. And you yeah. just let we it go. We do that anyway. There's th- there's absolutely no editing. I think you required. do that, but you don't do a uh, you do a show, but you do that as the bonus 200 show. Or we just do a separate podcast where we do director commentary on all 200 episodes. <laughs> so after we Man. record an episode, I will edit it, and then we do the director's commentary immediately. Over the entire hour <laughs> and 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all have jobs. Julie's on and, board. Yeah. And, and jobs and other... This will be my new job. <laughs> this, this is my new life. This, this, will, this will not pay as well as your is other Is that a job. Simpsons reference? Yeah, it could be. It might I be. I don't know. Be. It might I don't be. know either. Uh, all right. I like the idea. Let's do that. All right. So tweet us at Pace Nation. Which one do you want to hear? Or or they, they can still come up with ideas about something that we should do Else, for the 200. Right. If, they, if they can trump this idea... Do it. Then, you know, we're, we're still open for suggestions. I, I don't know if a lot of people got to this uh, this Easter egg because I didn't talk very well, long into the uh into Oh, the you final think that's song. what's keeping people <laughs> for the Easter eggs? I think people that know the Easter eggs are there, they yeah, will they will stay for the Easter eggs. You're right. And true. I think that there's probably people who don't even know that the Easter eggs are here. It's true. And that's the best part of the show. I'd argue that. There's other good parts <laughs> of the show, but but yeah, it's the most authentic part of the show. It is, it is. Definitely. There you go. Yeah. Okay, let's come up with another Easter egg. <laughs> I think we got one. Uh-huh. I got to pick up my kids. They're... Oh, they're fine. They can walk home. <laughs> got to get your chaperone license. Here's here's a true story. When my grandfather was five years old and his little brother was three years old, they took the train from Texas to California You're by kidding. themselves. You're kidding. You could send kids to the mail, though. I feel like that was a <laughs> rescue refugee situation. Oh, man. The best part, my grandfather would tell that story, and he said when they were in the train station in Texas, they got like $5 for the two weeks or something like that, and they saw a baseball mitt in the, you know, a baseball glove in the uh, store there. Mm-hmm. The, general, the general store, which is like, it was like the baseball glove was two bucks. And they really wanted it. They really wanted the baseball glove. And my grandfather said, if we still have money when we come back from this trip, we'll, we'll buy the glove. This is what he told, told so his, his three-year-old brother. $3. This, is, this is a five-year-old budgeting. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow, that's incredible. Did they have enough money for the... Did they we never, he never said whether or not they yeah. bought the glove. He just, like, when he tells the story, story. He, he talks about that and, yeah. That's a classic. Perfect. Just, just stay, no stay on the mic. Yeah. No eye contact. <laughs> no eye contact is good for the sound, but it's also a good way to just deal with me in general. Yeah, <laughs> right. perfect. Right. Yeah, it's okay. So just tell us about your, your ride over here so that uh, yeah, okay. I could just adjust the uh, I actually, I never get, I didn't get upset in the Uber ride, but I was sitting in the back and I never have an Uber driver who like 
I wherever I have to feel like I have to interject or like tell them to make a different turn. And we were in Georgetown. I've I grew up in Northern Virginia. I grew up in McLean, and we were driving through Georgetown. And he decided to go up Wisconsin and then try to cross over across all the traffic. Mm-hmm. But wow. apparently, I haven't tried to do that ever. I just say fuck it. I'm staying on M Street and just see what happens. <laughs> And I was so very close to being like, "I'm. Can you please just let me out here?" Yeah, this I'll was walk. the worst yeah, idea. Yeah. We hit like immediate bumper to bumper, like nearing a stop sign. Ah. But dude, you made it on time. I still gave him five stars because I never, <laughs> I, know. I never <laughs> take away. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? The sound is good. Um, I just, I would have interrupted you, but I do like a good transportation update. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's it? What is the movie theater that's like? Oh, IMAX. I was, I was, I was thinking about like saying like it was IMAXed or something like. <laughs> also, that's not accurate, but right. that's all right. I can't think of how to craft it. Is that it? No tweets. Okay. Tweets of the week. Oh, 